Hello, uh, this is Ali Shobi. Uh, today we'll be continuing with chapter 10 of Il Uh Today we'll be looking at the last type of terifa, which is uh, the shivura, uh, an animal that has fractured uh, some bones. Um, and, as, and we will also be concluding the chapter with a list of all the terifot that we have seen uh, to kind of uh, summarize everything that we've uh, seen up until now. Uh, so the chapter dealing with Shavua, uh will begin with dealing with the rib cage. Uh, so uh, I'll talk a little bit about the rib cage and how it looks. Um, again, for those looking at the YouTube page, uh, here is a picture that we saw last uh, in the last chapter as well of the uh, spine of the of the cow. Uh, the spine, as we said last time, uh, is divided into five different sections. The first uh, section, uh, uh, different sections uh, 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 that is and is composed of vertebrae along the entire length of the body of the animal. The first part is the cervical uh, vertebrae, you know, the first seven vertebrae that make up the neck of the animal, followed by thirteen. Uh, 13 uh, vertebrae that uh, span the length of the rib, the, the, of the of the ribs of the animal, of the chest of the animal. Uh, followed by that are six lumbar uh, vertebrae, uh, which also have these little protrusions along the sides. Uh, you can see that a little bit over here. Uh, how uh, the, the top two are lumbar vertebrae that have these extensions on, along the sides, followed by the the five sacral uh, vertebrae, make up the sacrum, uh, and connect to the caudal uh, vertebrae, of which are eighteen to twenty, that make up the tail of the animal. Now uh, we'll be dealing primarily with the uh, the ribs, although uh, the halachot in today's chapter will also deal a little bit with the ones under this. Um, now, uh, now in addition, the area of the uh, thor thoracic vertebrae, uh, there are also the ribs, uh, which extend from uh, from the spine, uh, extend outwards. Uh, of the and and then at the end of which there is another bone called the sternum uh, that will that runs down the middle uh, of the uh, thoracic vertebrae uh, eight of them connect directly to the sternum as you can see here uh, they connect directly to it and then it ends in the middle and the final five uh, thoracic vertebrae do not connect directly to the sternum, but rather connect indirectly uh, to the sternum. Um, here is a picture of the rib cage in a human, uh, although the numbers are a little different and there are some minor differences, the principles are the same. As you see, the uh, top vertebrae connect to the sternum. Here is the sternum in the middle. Uh, this part, you can see the vertebrae of the of, of the spine in the background right in the back uh, and then the bottom 
the bottom uh, uh, ribs do not connect directly, but rather indirectly will connect to the sternum. In the human, the last two uh, uh, ribs don't connect at all. Uh, however, in the cow, they do. Uh, so that does not exist in the cow. Um, okay, now uh, we also went over a little bit about what the vertebrae look like. Uh, just I'll emphasize it again because it's relevant for our chapter as well. Uh, so this is an, a picture of what the uh, vertebrae uh, look like um, right, without the ribs, right? So they have a skeletal st structure uh, a little bit like this. Uh, they're a little different depending on which section of the spine we're talking about, but more or less. Uh, here on the bottom, there's the body of the vertebra um, with its mar bone marrow, etc. A hole a little bit above that uh, through which goes the spinal cord. Okay, the spinal cord goes through all the vertebrae as we saw last chapter. And then uh, there's a little, there are protrusions along uh, uh, the end and the sides. And these protrusions, a little extensions of the bone, are called processes. Uh, and these, especially these transverse pro processes, which go outwards to the sides, um, you'll see they vary in length a little bit depending on the section of the uh, of the of the uh, of the vertebrae that we're talking about, right? So, for example, here you can see the last two lumbar vertebrae extend out pretty far. Uh, even the first two sacral uh, vertebrae extend out a little bit, uh, and the last three sacral uh, vertebrae do not have these extensions very much, uh, right? You don't see, you don't see them coming out really. Um, okay. Now all of, all of that will be relevant, uh, for this chapter. Um, I will, uh, I will address, however, uh, that there are a few different ways to understand the in this chapter. And I will present my understanding that I think is correct. However, I'll also uh, describe a little bit what others have said uh, because there are competing understandings. No, Alecha Aleph. Shavuak is that. What do we mean by uh, fracture? This is uh, the case, a case where uh, the animal has fractured a majority of its tzela'ot, uh, of its uh, ribs. The tzela'ot And the ribs of the animal are 11 from this side and 11 from this side. Um, I will, right now I'm only going to translate the halakha, halakhot alif and the beginning of, of Halakha Bet, and I'll return to it uh, to explain a little bit. Um, and then I'll, we'll go into it a little bit more de deeper. Uh, if uh, six of them uh, were 
uh, fractured on this side and six on this side, or 11 on this side and one on this side, this is a terefa, meaning so you end up having uh, a total of 12, uh, uh, 12 uh, fractured bones, and this is a majority uh, of, the, as, of the 22 that we're referring to here. Uh, and this is so long as the fracture on the half of the of the of the ribs that are closer to the uh, spine. Chaber, v'shaberu shesh mikan v'shesh mikan im hayuch selaot gedolot sheish b'hen moach terefa v'im lav af al pi shehen rov af al pi shenishaberu kelapesh shidra muteres. If six of them fractured on this side and six on this side, um, then if these uh, 12 are large uh, ribs that have a moach, also this word, I'll return to it in a second. Uh, moach uh, usually refers to uh, anything that is uh, some sort of substance that is inside or... Uh, that is covered by the bone. Um, so if they are of the large ribs that have a moach, then it is a terefa. But if not, uh, then even though they make up a majority of the ribs, uh, or uh, and even though uh, they were fractured on the side that was closest to closer to the uh, to the spine, uh, the animal was still permitted. Okay, uh, I will now address uh, the deeper questions of the Bahav, trying to understand what Rabin was referring to. Um, I'll begin first by saying that uh, we just saw that the animal, the, that the cow, has thirteen uh, thoracic vertebrae and thirteen ribs not 11. Uh, so uh, so that is first question that needs to be addressed here, uh, what Rabbin was referring to. And secondly, uh, what are these sela'ot uh, uh, that have a moah? Um, so first I'll uh, explain uh, how uh, the Maqbili edition understands the salakha. Um, uh, they are. Uh, they they claim that the last two of the thirteen ribs do not have uh, marrow in the same way that the top eleven do, um, and that therefore, when Rabenu is listing only eleven on each eleven pairs, he's referring only to the top eleven uh, ribs, uh, and he is not including the bottom two ribs, which are not included. For these purposes, as uh, they, as you can see in Halachabet, where it is only referring to Tzina'ot that have moach, and moach they describe as marrow. Uh, that is the explanation of Maqbili for this halacha, uh, for this halachot. I, however, am not convinced that that is correct. Um, I have consulted multiple sources, and I do not see any reason to say, to see uh, that the bottom two ribs do not have marrow. I don't think that that is accurate. I think that they have the same marrow as the other ribs. I haven't seen any reason to say otherwise. Um, so, of course, 
this depends on uh, reality of seeing how those bones are made. If what they describe is anatomically true, then that explanation is certainly possible. However, I'm not convinced that, that is correct. Um, the second explanation uh, requires uh, knowledge of another halakha from Ilkhot, Ma'asya um, Korbanot, uh, which uh, we'll see in a separate, uh, in a later volume of the Mishneh Torah. And there, Rabbeinu explains that the, that the top two uh, ribs are uh, included within uh, gifts that are given to the Kohanim. Uh, in, a, in the Korbanot, in certain Korbanot. Um, and, and these korbanot, the uh, gifts that are given to the kohanim include the hazeh and the shokhaimani, the uh, the right uh, front limb, uh, a part of the right front limb, as well as the hazeh, the chest. And included in the chest is the top two silaot, the top two ribs. Um, now there are some pe people who say the top two ribs means the top one pair, meaning so one on the right and one on the left. And then we would still have a problem because then there should be 12 uh, pairs, not 11. Uh, that subtracted one. Uh, so some claim that this is, uh, that, that this is the case, that it's only one pair, and then the, the last one also does not uh, count. And they give various reasons uh, for why it does not count, uh, none of which uh, really convinces me. Um, so I won't go into it. Uh, what I believe is the correct understanding here is that the top two uh, the top two ribs uh, that are part of this of the gift of the hazeh include the top two pairs, meaning so two on the right and two on the left. Uh, and this, I think, is the correct opinion, according to, according to Rabbeinu. Uh, and therefore, even though they are like the ribs, uh, for all intents and purposes, uh, biologically, um, legally speaking, they are not considered to be a part of the Tzela'ot, uh, but rather a part of the hazeh, uh, even though in hulin, in uh, non-sacred, uh, 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 like in regular slaughtered meat, uh, even though this gift is not given, they are still considered to be part of the hazeh and not part of the tzela'ot. Um, and therefore, we do not begin with the top two ribs, but rather from the third rib and onwards, and then there are only 11 uh, this is what I understand to be the correct understanding of this halakha, um, though I would be interested to hear if other people think otherwise. Um, now for the second uh, element in halakha bet that deals with the sila'ot, the large sila'ot that contain moah. Um, so again, according to Makabili, the moah is the bone marrow, um, and that is consistent with how they understand halakha alif, if it matches reality. Um, 
I understand the moah here to be referring to the sternum. Um, and that the selaot gedolot are referring to the ribs, as opposed to selaot ketanot, which would be, would be referring not to ribs, but rather to the uh, to the protrusions uh, that are co that come out of the lower vertebrae. Uh, so again, looking at uh, this picture, for example, so here in the lumbar uh, vertebrae that are below these thoracic vertebrae that contain the rib cage. So in the lumbar vertebrae, they have these extensions, and these would be considered since they do not uh, they do not uh, end with any uh, with a sternum, right? So in this picture, uh, you can see so all of these, all thirteen or all eleven up past the uh, right, taking out the top two, all eleven of the of the ribs would be since they all connect either directly or indirectly to the uh, sternum. And then we have the six uh, lumbar vertebrae, which you can see here, one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, that all have uh, these silaot, these smaller silaot. And then even the first two sacral uh, vertebrae have also a small sela. And then the final two, I don't say three because this last one, as we saw in the previous chapter, uh, is not included in the uh, shidra uh, for our purposes. Right? The shidra ends at the end of the second to last sacral vertebra. Uh, so then there are two uh, there are two um, vertebrae that do not have any moah. Uh, sorry, that do not have silaot. Um, and all of the ones above them between the, the sacrum and the rib cage, meaning the lumbar, lumbar vertebrae and the top uh, sacral vertebrae are uh, are chuliot, that have sila'ot, but that do not she'en behemoach, that do not have a, uh, any, um, do not connect with the sac, with the, uh, um, with the, sorry, I just forgot the, the name of, of, this, of this bone in the middle. Okay. Um, so now I'll explain again the halakha. So the so uh, according to my understanding, again I hope I have it correct. Uh, so um, so if uh, a majority of the eleven sedaot uh, are broken are are fractured, then it is a terefa, um, and they uh, and if it's six and uh, and 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 these are referring to the uh, to the ribs that have moah, uh, that have, uh, that connect with, uh, um, with the bone in the middle.
אוקיי. הלכה ג', הלכה, continuation הלכה ב'. וכן, אם נעקרו רוב סלעותיה, טרפה, ואם נעקרה אפילו סלע אחת וחסיך ולייתה אימה, והסלע תקועה הבאה, הרי זו טרפה. And so too, if a majority of its, um, its, its, uh, its ribs uh, were uh, dislodged, it is also a terefa. Uh, and if uh, even only one uh, rib were dislodged and half of a vertebra uh, with it, right, and that the vertebra is what the, um, what the rib is attached to, then this is a terefa. So normally we need a majority. But if, but here, even only one is, is sufficient to make it a terefa, if at least half of the vertebra uh, is dislodged with it. And so too, if uh, even only one vertebra were dislodged from the spine, um, and even if we are referring to the vertebrae that are under the kesalim, uh, which I'll also uh, come back to in a second, that are under the kesalim, which do not have any silaot, that do not have any ribs, then this is also a terifa. Okay. And now going back uh, to uh, picture, so we said uh, we have the uh, thoracic vertebrae, followed by the lumbar vertebrae, followed by the sacrum. Okay, now in the, uh, now the, the hip joint of the animal, uh, where the femur uh, and then the rest of the leg connects, uh, connects to, right? It connects to the top of the sacrum, right? And this area, uh, the hip joint, uh, connects the femur with the uh, pelvic girdle, right, with the pelvis. Um, and the pelvis also connects together with the sacrum, okay? So now, uh, this area, uh, the, is, uh, the fats that are above this area are called the halev she'ala kesalim and are prohibited as we have already seen in Hilchot Ma'achalot Asurot. Um, so the uh, so here when Rabbeinu is referring to the chuliot uh, that are the vertebrae that are under the uh, kesalim, he is referring to the sacral uh, the sacral uh, vertebrae, right, which are below the pel the pelvis, right. Um, Yes, which are below the pelvis. Um, and I do not agree with this picture of how uh, of how uh, the Maqbili edition understands the halakha, uh, because here is the area where the of the kesalim, of where the yarech, uh, where the um, the femur connects with the hip joint. And what is under that should be going this way, 
uh, towards the uh, towards the sacrum. Uh, and then these, uh, uh, and then these, uh, right? So if, uh, right? So if uh, it connects over here, right? This is the top of the sacrum. So if this is where the pelvis connects to, so then under it are the chuliot, are the uh, vertebrae that do not have any tzilaot. Above it, however, there are tzilaot. Um, but uh, according to the Makbili understanding of Rachot Alif and Bet, uh, where we're not referring to any of this, but rather uh, only to the Tzedaot that are the ribs, and that this is where it ends, so then right under that, for them should be this. However, uh, I do not think that that is correct, uh, since it's also not the area that is Lemata Mina Kesalim. Okay. Okay. Uh, in one of the earlier chapters, and also a little bit just now, uh, but I'll describe it a little bit more in depth. So the hip joint is the top of the uh, leg of the animal, or the hind leg of the animal, right over here, um, which connects the uh, femur to the pelvic girdle. Now the pelvis is made up of three different uh, bones, the ilium, the ischium, and the pubis are the three bones that make up the uh, pelvis and uh, and this and and the the joint at which the two bones right the pelvis and the and the uh, femur uh, the point at which they connect right so uh, it's called uh, so the, the the area of the pelvis that connects to this is called the uh, acetabulum Okay, uh, and this this joint, this hip joint, is kind of like a ball and socket joint, um, where the femur uh, has this kind of ball at its at the top at, at the top. It's called the femoral head, at the head of the femur, and it uh, and the acetabulum is like a socket, which the uh, femur goes into. And this is why it's called a ball and socket joint. Um, and uh, so, okay, so by, and by kaf here, uh, Rabbeinu is referring to the socket of the joint, the acetabulum. The asima kaf is the bone that contains that uh, socket, which is the pelvic girdle. And the esma zakhar in the salakha uh, is the is the femur, right? The fem or the femoral head, which goes into the socket. Okay. Uh, so let's read the halakha. Behemash nishmat hayirak shela meikaror v'yasam in akaf shelo. So uh, the a, an animal that its uh, its femur has uh, been dislocated from its 
root from the place that it is supposed to be, and it comes out of its socket, right? It comes out of the acetabulum. If the ligaments uh, or, or the strings, right, which are the ligaments of the uh, of the pelvic girdle uh, that come out and connect to the bone, the asim zakhar, right, the femoral head, the part of the femur which goes into the socket um, and grab it, right? Because that's what ligaments do. Ligaments connect between bone to bone. Um, so if those ligaments were, uh, were um, deteriorated, then this is a terifa. But if not, then the uh, animal is permitted. وخن الخدالت وخن بعوف إن نشمت يرخو ترفع نشمت كنفو معيقرو حوششين شما نقيبه رأى شلو ورفي كخ بودقين أثاه أحر كخ يخال وبهماش نشمت يذه معيقره وترث وين حوششين له And so too in the bird if it's uh it's thigh right the femur is the thigh bone right so if it's thigh bone uh were dislodged then it is a terifa. If its wing was dislodged from its root, uh, right, then, uh, as we saw in an earlier chapter, the uh, wing is treated like the front limbs of the animal, and if it was broken, uh, or if it was cut, then uh, this does not make it a terifa. Uh, or if it were born missing, uh, uh, if, if it were removed, right, it's not, this uh, does not make it a terifa. But if it were dislodged, right, it was dislocated, then we suspect it, it does not become a terifa because it's not there, but we suspect that it's uh, that the bird's lungs may have been uh, punctured. And therefore, we must check it and only then eat it. And an animal whose front, uh, whose front limbs, right, the front two legs were... Uh, or uh, dislodged from their from their root, this is permitted, and we do not suspect uh, anything regarding it. Right? We don't suspect that its lungs may have been punctured or anything else. <laughs> the skull of an animal, or of a domesticated animal, or an undomesticated animal, that uh, was removed from it even the amount of a sela and uh, a sela is a certain uh, uh, volume uh, which we discussed in the previous chapter in Al-Khavav um, even though uh, it's uh, the membrane of the skull was not punctured this is a terifa and if the skull has punct has punctures that cause uh, the skull to be missing uh, some of it right so it's not a, a a weak puncture like like a needle would do rather kind of like a cut where there's like a, a hole right so if there are holes in the skull then 
if then and they are all and they're smaller than a sela, then they all uh, should measure together uh, to see if they add up to a sela. And so too, a skull that was that uh, a, the majority of its height and the majority of its circumference were uh, or crushed. This is also a terefa, uh, and even though the membrane that covers it is still whole and is not missing anything, if the majority of uh, if however uh, what was crushed was only the was only the majority of height and, and then the majority of its circumference is still uh, still uh, standing or still fine right so uh, Right, the what we measure around the skull, right, is still fine, but along the top, right, so that is not. Or the other way around, or the if the circumference around were uh, crushed, but the but going up is still fine, then this is a, a terrified of doubt. Um, and Rabenu here says that it seems to him that this should be prohibited. And again, this it seems to him, uh, Rabbeinu was indicating that this is not a halakha pesukha, is not a, a fixed law, rather is his opinion uh, regarding this law. Halakha zayin. Of shullemayim kegon abwazim, im niqab esim gulgulto, af'al pi shullon niqab qerum shullamawach, terefa, ippen esha qerumorach. A water bird or like a bird of the uh, that lives in the water such as uh, a duck if there is a puncture in the uh in, the, in its skull uh even though the membrane of the brain was not punctured right and this we also talked about in a previous chapter that uh that the puncture needs to go through the membrane of the brain and these membranes are called the meninges of which there are uh two in uh the halakha uh although th we today in science we say that there are three there is the uh dura mater which is the outer membrane the arachnoid mater which is the middle membrane and the pia mater which is the membrane that is closest to the brain um hachamim said that there were two and this makes sense since the Top, the top two membranes, the uh, dura mater and the arachnoid mater, uh, there's no, there's nothing separate, uh, separating them, uh, as opposed to between the arachnoid mater and the pia mater, there is a cavity through which goes liquid, uh, fluid, and this cavity is what separates the top two from the bottom one. Um, so Hachamim just. Uh, uh, consider the top two to be one membrane. Um, so, according to so uh, so here, even so, if there is a uh, 
a puncture through the skull. But even though there is no puncture through the meninges of the brain, right uh, of right of the of the mem of the, me of the 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 outer membrane of the of the brain, this is still a terifa uh, since it's. Uh, uh, since its membrane is very soft, right? the membrane of the of the, of the bird who that lives in the in the water is softer than the uh, regular bird. A bird, uh, a bird of the land, right? So it has a harder membrane that a huda, uh, that a weasel that, uh, hit it on its head, or uh, right, it doesn't have to be specifically a weasel, uh, which we did see regarding the derusa, right? The derusa had specific animals um, that were sufficient for causing it to be considered derusa, and the Hulda was one of them for birds. Um, but that is not what we're referring to here, uh, since here the terefa is not because of derusa, but rather because uh, of this damage to the bone of, of to the skull. Um, so it does not necessarily have to be a Hulda. So if a, a the Hulda, if the weasel hit him in the head, or if he were uh, injured by a stone that fell on him or by wood, then uh, we check. We we place our the our hand next to the puncture that was made, and we squeeze. Or alternatively, we can in in uh, insert our hand into the mouth of the of the bird and push upwards. If the if a part of the brain starts to ooze out of the puncture, then we know with certainty that the that the membrane was punctured and it is a terefa. But if not, if we don't see the brain coming out, then it is permitted. <laughs> So an animal that uh has seen blood, meaning so that it's um that it became sick and uh, and it's becoming uh, and it's having a, uh, you see a lot of blood in it, right? It's uh, uh, its face is becoming bloody, or uh, just blood is is it can be seen on on its outward expressions, or if it were uh, if it uh, inhaled a lot of smoke and became sick because of this, right? That it. Uh, which also has a certain look, or if it had, uh, if it got like a frostbite or something, or it was out in the cold, and it also became sick because of that, or if it ate a 
any sort of poisonous food that is fatal for an animal, or if it drank uh, some poisonous liquid. Uh, so all in all of these cases, this animal is permitted. Right, since none of these is included in the list of terefot that we saw. If, however, it ate uh, a poisonous food that is that is fatal for uh, for humans, or if a snake bit it, and something like this, right, a snake that is uh, is venomous, then it is permitted as uh, from the laws of terefa. Right, these things do not make it a terifa, but it is prohibited because of sakanat nefashot, because we are uh, afraid that it might, that that since it consumed these uh, poisons that are fatal for humans, uh, we are uh, worried that if a human eats them, that it might uh, also uh, receive this, in, uh, get infected by these poisons and die so it is prohibited to eat these because of second of a shot for safety uh, for safety reasons um in this time we now uh go back over and summarize all of the uh cases of terefa that we have seen up until now so it ends up being that the terefot which were counted uh, when they are uh, listed separately and that are and that are possible to occur in the domesticated animal and in the undomesticated animal. Uh, these are seventy, and these are they in the order in which they have been explained in this um, in this book and uh, the order in which Rabbeinu brought them in these chapters uh, so one is the Aleph de Rusa a case where the animal a prey was attacked by a certain predator Bet uh, two is if the pharynx was uh, punctured uh, three, if the uh, membrane of the brain was punctured. Uh, if the brain itself became liquefied. If the uh, heart were punctured into its uh, cavity. Uh, if the pulmonary artery were punctured. If the gallbladder were punctured, if the if the uh, hepatic artery or the uh, portal vein were punctured, if the omasum, right? We said that the cow has four uh, stomachs. Uh, the first of which is the kares, which is the rumen. The second is the beta kosot, the reticulum. Third is the mesos, which is the uh, omasum. And the fourth is the keva, which is the abomasum. Right, so, if the abomasum was punctured. 
if the rumen were punctured. Alif Nikava Mesos if the reticul if the um if the umesum were punctured. And Yodbet Nikab Beta Kosot if the reticulum were punctured. Alchayod Gim uh thirteenth. If its um intestines were punctured. Yodalit Yaseuhame Aim Nahus when hepru. If the intestines fell outward from the body of the animal and uh, and lost their form, right? That all the uh, all the intestines uh, kind of splattered everywhere and lost their structure. If the spleen were were punctured uh, in a uh, in a certain width, depending on where it was it was punctured. Um, and this we saw was unique to the uh, cases of puncture, since uh, normally the puncture is bimashio, even in just a little bit. Whereas here, uh, there is a certain width that needs to be done, and this is because the tehol is not included in the list of the of the terefot of puncture, as we'll see in the, in the continuation in the next halacha. Yodvav uh, If the uh, gallbladder were missing, right? If we were born without a gallbladder, uh, I'll also note here that, in uh, as uh, the Sephardic tradition used to do, uh, sixteen is marked by Yodvav and not by Tetzayin. Um, only Yodhe is not written, since that is God's name. But Yodvav is is written. If it had two gallbladders, if it were missing, it's uh, the abomasum. If it had two abomasums, if it were missing, the rumen. If it had two rumens, if it were missing, it's omasum. If it had two omisums. If it were missing its reticulum. If it, uh, if it had two uh, reticula. Um, and in all these cases, I will just uh, remind that if it had an additional of something that it shouldn't have had it, then that is considered equivalent to if it were missing it. So if you have two gallbladders, that's as if that's the same as if it were missing the gallbladder. Uh, if it were missing one of its intestines. If it had two sets of intestines. <coughs> if the lung were punctured. If the trachea were punctured. Uh, in the lower part, in the area that it is uh, uh, that is no longer fit for slaughter. Lamed nikav simpon If one of the bronchi of the of the lung were punctured, afilu And even if the puncture of the, uh, from the bron uh, from the bronchi entered into another one into another one of the branches, such that it sealed it, this is still a terefa. If 
an area of the lung were um, were sealed, such that air not passed through. If one of the uh, bronchioles of the uh, of the lung uh, became liquefied, uh, if we found uh, a, some sort of fluid that smells bad in the lung, uh, if we if we find it in the lung. Uh, Water that smells bad. So the first one is fluid, and this one's water. If we find in the lung water that is unclear, that is not clear, it's like gray or dark and dirty. If the lung was liquefied. If its appearance, meaning its colors, changed. If the uh, if the esophagus uh, switched with its colors, meaning so the uh, instead the esophagus has two uh, layers, the inner layer is white and the outer layer is red. So if they switch so that the inner layer and the inner membrane of the uh, inner layer of the esophagus were red and the outer layer were white, this is a terefa. If the lung were missing, uh, any one of the low of its lobes, right? That as we as we saw that there are three unoth, three lobes on the right lung and two lobes on the left lung, um, and then also the two umoth and also the two larger lobes on the bottom, as well as an accessory lobe. Uh, that is um, here to the right, uh, the right lung. Uh, so if e either side of the lungs was missing one of its lobes, uh, with the exception of the accessory lo lobe, then this is a terifa. If the right and left lungs switched uh, their lobes. So if instead of three lobes on the right lung and two on the left, if there were two on the right and three on the left, this is a terifa. If uh, there were an extra lobe on the uh, dorsal side of the of the lung, meaning on the side of the lung that's facing the back, uh, the back of the animal. Uh, uh, sorry, I just read. If an adhesion were formed from one uh, lobe to another lobe, but not in order, right? So if the first lobe had an adhesion that connected it to the third lobe, this makes it a terifa. If the lung uh, does not have any uh, of the of the uh, of the uh, crevices that make uh, that separate the various lobes, right? So you see the lung as if it's one piece and you don't see any lobes. If a part of the body of the lung were missing. If a part of the body of the lung became dry, right? Such that if you were to go with your fingernail, it would kind of crumble out of dryness. 
and vav if the lung is uh, on its own just blown up and stays this way right and not because you blew it up uh, this is right? if the lung uh, became dry the product of shock uh, caused by man uh, if one of the two hind leg, uh, hind limbs, or one of the two back legs were missing, whether they were missing from its birth, that it was born without one of them, or if it was cut off. Or if it had an additional hind leg. If the... Um, Achilles tendon were removed were removed. If the liver if the liver of the animal were removed. Uh, if the upper jaw were removed. Kidney that became very small. A kidney that was damaged. A kidney that has uh, fluid in it, right? some sort of like mucus, like a fluid. A liver that has in it water that is dirty, that is not clear, even though it does not smell bad. A liver that has in it water that smells bad. If the spinal cord were cut. If the if the white or gray matter of the of of one of the areas of the spinal cord became became liquefied. And like soft, right? So that it couldn't stand. And this is a terifa. Samech. Nikra rov habasar ahofe et kares. If a majority of the flesh that covers the rumen is ripped. Samech alef. Nirlad ha orshe aleha. If the uh, skin of the animal were removed. Samech beth. Nitraseku evareha min nefila. If uh, the animal's organs, or one of the animal's organs, were uh, s- smashed as a result of a fall. If the trachea or the esophagus were hanging, such that uh, they weren't firmly in place. If a majority of the uh, of the ribs were fractured. If a majority of the ribs were uh, were dislocated or dislodged. That if one uh, if one uh, if one uh, rib were dislo- dislodged uh, with its uh, with its vertebra. Uh, if one of the vertebrae were dislodged. If one of if the femur were dislodged uh, 
from its or dislocated from its root, from the hip joint. If the uh, skull were missing a sela, a certain volume of its bone. If a majority of the skull were crushed and damaged. Uh, with that, we can we finish the list of the 70 terifu. These are uh, 70 uh, illnesses uh, that we that that make the uh, domesticated animal and the undomesticated animal prohibited as a result of terefa or because of the laws of terefa. Each of these has been explained. Uh, all of its details has been have been explained. And of these 70, any of them that is, that, that is possible for them to be found in the bird and any of the organs that are found in the bird, uh, like the animal, like the like a domesticated animal, right? So any of the, uh, right? So if if it has these organs, right? For like uh, the bird doesn't have four stomachs, for example. So so those would not be relevant for the bird, except for only one of them that refers to the one stomach of the bird, and so on and so forth. So any of these that are possible that can possibly be uh, found in the bird. The laws in the domesticated animal and the bird are one. And so all of these are also relevant in the bird. With the exception of the cases of terefot that are in the uh, kidneys and in the spleen and in the lobes of the lung. Right? Only those three are the exception. In the behemah, they would be prohibited, but in the bird, they would be permitted. And now Rabbeinu will explain why. Uh, because the bird, so first regarding the lobes of the lung, the bird does not have any crevices that divide the uh, their lobes like the animal does. And if we open up and we find that there are, uh, we do see these uh, cuts, we do see these uh, divisions of the lobes, then even if we do that, we don't know uh, we don't have a count. There's no known count of how many lungs the bird is supposed to have, right? So we don't know to say that it was it's missing one of its lobes because we don't know how many lobes it's supposed to have. Um, and therefore, those laws are not relevant. Regarding the spleen, the spleen of the bird is circular like a grape, and it does not have the same shape as the as the animal, right? Or 
domesticated animal, we said uh, it has shape like the tongue, where it's thin at one end and th and thick or, and, w or, and wide at the other end. Uh, and therefore, it depends on which part of the spleen uh, uh, the which part of the spleen that the puncture occurs at. Um, in the bird, it's not the same since the spleen since the spleen is circular. Um, and the terephot that are in the kidneys and that are in the spleen are hachamim do not count them in the behema. Uh, right? They're not included in the count. Uh, so that uh, such that they will be uh, parallel with the off. Right? If they if they would have been counted, then just as they are prohibited in the animal, they should also be prohibited in the bird. But our hachamim do not count them, so that uh, we would know that they would not be prohibited also in the bird. And therefore, this is why our hachamim did not give uh, regarding a uh, kidney that becomes small, they didn't give it any measurement in the bird, uh, right? Because if they would because it's permitted, right? So since it's permitted, they didn't give a measurement. They, they only gave a measurement of the size that makes it a terefa. They only gave it a measurement in the animal. And so too, anything like uh, anything like this in these uh, uh, in the in the kidneys and the spleen, our uh, hachamim did not count them. Uh, and there are two terefot in the bird that are addition that are in addition to what we have the 70 that we have in the animal. And even though these organs in the bird also exist in the animal. And these are they. One a bird whose color, whose, who the, the color of its intestines change because of fire, and two, a uh, bird of that lives in the water, like a duck, that it's that its uh, its skull gets punctured. We may not add to this list of terefot at all, because for all of these uh, uh, for any all these things that occur to the domesticated animal or to the undomesticated animal or to the bird, uh, right, anything that may happen to them, other than these, other than these seventy, um, which were uh, en enumerated by the uh, sages of our earliest generations, and which are uh, the courts of 
Israel have agreed upon them, right? Anything that happens other than these, it's possible that the animal may live. Uh, and even if we discover by means of our medical knowledge that uh, in some case they are going to die, right? So if we discover that in our, uh, with our medical knowledge that, um, that if the animal has a certain type of cancer that will cause it to die very soon, even though it does not, it is not counted, it, it, it doesn't have any of the signs of these, uh, of one of these 70, uh, that is irrelevant. We may still may not include it in the list of Terefo. And this is, this is a very important halakha that we see that the terefot are a result not of, uh, even if the terefot were, uh, were uh, identified by medical knowledge of the time, it is not the medical knowledge that the animal is going to die that makes it a terefa, but rather it is the authority of the, the legislative authority of the court that uh, that uh, considered these to be a terefa, that that is what makes it a terefa, right? Because the court, uh, because our, our Bedin, Gadol, uh, assigned uh, these signs to the, ter, uh, to the list of terefot, that is what makes them a terefa and not the fact that they have a disease. And this is a very important principle uh, that uh, uh, is very much like uh, the Melachot of Shabbat and many other uh, cases in Halakha. Halakha <laughs> And so too, even if these, uh, which the uh, the hachamim the enumerated and said that they are a terefa, <coughs> even if we find out by means of our medical knowledge that some of these 70 do not cause the animal to die, but rather that it is possible that the animal may live even with one of these 70 cases of terefot, still we do not, uh, we do not uh, discard these, this list uh, for our medical knowledge. Rather, we remain with that which our hachamim enumerated. As, as the pasuk says, al pi asher yorucha, in accordance with the law, or in accordance with the instructions, which they shall teach you, meaning that it is within it is within the uh, jurisdiction it is w within the jurisdiction of the um, of the courts to decide what is a terefa and what is not, and it is not up to the medical knowledge to decide. Rather, when the hachamim legislate it, they they use the medical knowledge that they have. Right, so 
ואין בזה חשש שעד אחד נאמן בייסורים, בין יש לו הנייה בעדותו, בין אין לו... Every butcher that knows these טרפות, he is, he has the pre, a presumption of כשרות, of being uh, valid for uh, saying that his meat is כשר. Uh, uh, right, so every, uh, oh, sorry, uh, sorry, sorry, I, I, I'll reread the Every butcher that knows these laws of terefot, meaning that he has, so he, he ends up having a presumption of kashrut, right? So, and, so, and, and, we ha- and we have a presumption of him that he is a valid person, that he doesn't have anything that makes him invalid to testify, uh, to testify regarding his need. Right? Any such butcher, is, it is permitted for him to slaughter and to check uh to check the animal uh of his own animals and to sell it and right and we do not have any suspicions regarding him meaning there is no need for any sort of supervision on such a butcher uh, to check that he is not lying because we have a principle that says uh that one uh witness is sufficient and is believed regarding isurin, regarding uh, matters of, prohibit, of prohibitions, uh, regardless of whether he has any benefit from his testimony or, e- and, or if he doesn't have any benefit. So even though, he, he, in this case, he has benefit from his testimony, right, since he's going to be selling the meat, still uh, we trust him. וכבר ביארנו שאין לו כחין בשר מטבח ששוחט ובודק לעצמו בחוץ לארץ או בארץ ישראל בזמן הזה, אלא אם כן היה מומחה. And we have already explained, נלכות מאכלות אסורות, that we do not take, uh, we do not purchase uh, or to take meat from a butcher that slaughters and checks for himself in, uh, outside of Israel or even in Eretz Yisrael, in the land of Israel nowadays, unless he was an expert. If you were an expert in the laws of Shahita and the laws of Terefot, only in that case we may take from him, um, if he is the only witness. ואם יסד טרפה מתחת ידו, מנדין אותו, מעבירים אותו, ואינו חוזר לחשבותו, עד שילך למקום שאין מכירים אותו. ויחזיר אבדה בדבר חשוב, או יוסיד טרפה לעצמו בממון חשוב. And if uh, we find that uh, there was a טרפה that he sold uh, to the public, then we uh, excommunicate him and we remove him from his position. And right, he obviously is no longer, no longer has the presumption of כשרות, of being valid for testimony. And he does not return to his status of being valid for testimony until, the this is the only way he can fix this, until he goes to a place where nobody knows him. And in that place, he returns, he, he finds an object uh, that is very valuable, and he returns it, meaning he could have taken it from, for himself. And so uh, 
uh, he could have uh, kept this very valuable object and made a significant profit, but instead he decides to return it to the proper owner. Or uh, alternatively, if he uh, has uh, meat that is his and he declares regarding it that it is a terefa and uh, loses the profit that he could have made from it um, by declaring that it is a terefa. And, right, and through these either of these two actions, because he's willing to take the financial loss and not commit these averot, uh, we see that he has done teshuva, and that and, and this way he returns to his case of kashrut. And with that, we conclude chapter ten of Hilchot Shahita.